0: Hello and welcome to Behind the Journey. And on this show, I tell you what the fuck's been going on. I'm at my prime. Hey, hey, I'm at my prime. Whoa. Said I'm at my prime. It feels really, really strange to be back doing the podcast and uh I know it's been quite a long time since I've done one, and uh, I've had quite a few people message me saying, Pete, like, where's the pod gone and stuff, and uh, the reality is, is that it was never a priority, right? So um, I think I've said a few times now, like it was really simple for me to um, walk into a room and Sam would have set up all the podcast stuff, and I'd literally sit down, record the podcast, and then leave, and then he would edit it and put it all out. Um, the reality is it got quite difficult um, when Sam left, Uh, And then, kind of, I didn't want to make it anyone else's sort of task or project because, you know, people had other things to do, right? The lowest priority for the agency was always creating my content. So, for about a year, maybe six months, I tried to create all the content myself. Uh, I would uh, try and kind of fit it around what I wanted to do, um, which meant most of the time I'd do it, and when I got home, I'd kind of sit there, make a cup of tea, make some dinner, whatever, and whack the pod on and record it for 25 minutes while my chicken was in the oven or something, do you know what I mean? So it was never really a priority. And then when I went away um, to Miami for a month, I was gonna do some podcasts when I was there and then Miami was just ridiculous in every sense of the word. So I never really had a chance to actually go away and record the podcast and put the content out. So, and then when I got back, it was like I was five, six weeks out of sync and then it was like almost having to restart it again. So um, it's basically a massive apology to anybody who's been a real kind of like core, uh, I guess not listener, but like had an intrigue in what I was doing over the last God knows how many years now uh, to say that I'm bringing the podcast back uh, I'm bringing what I call my mental journal back, right? The ability for me to be able to put out um, content for myself as well, to be able to get through the the difficult and uh, challenging times we're gonna be going through over the next couple of years um, with this kind of war, recession, chaos, et cetera. So, um, so yeah, I'm calling this season two. The reason I'm calling this season two is because I'm gonna be going to get about this in a bit of a different way. And when I say different way, What that really means is there's gonna be no rhyme or reason to what I do. If I feel like I wanna make a podcast, I'm gonna jump on and make a podcast. If I feel I don't wanna make a podcast because there's nothing to talk about, I'm not gonna make the podcast. There's gonna be literally no level of consistency in the content I create. There's gonna be literally no uh, level of consistency in the time I upload. And I'm just gonna be banging the content out whenever I can. now I'm gonna to aim to try and do a brain dump once a week, but I'm gonna to aim to do it, right? It's not, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh, it's Tuesday, I need to put my content out. I just don't wanna force content. Um, mainly because if I've got nothing to talk about, I always found the episodes, for me, rather boring. Like, I didn't really feel like I was getting any value out of it. And if I'm not getting any value out of my content I'm creating, there's more, well, there's less chance that I'm gonna go and create the content. So uh, that's kind of like my thought process on it, on, it, on it. I also wanna have some really interesting conversations with other people. And again, I'm not gonna force that, right? Like I don't wanna be like, oh, it's Tuesday and I need to find an interesting person to talk to. Uh, I'm gonna only do that if I think it is relevant and uh, and worthwhile doing. So that's kind of like my, my premise of like the understanding of where I'm at with all this stuff right now. And I guess uh, for any of you uh, who have been listening to the pod for some time, you're probably gonna want some sort of update of like where we are as a business, where I am as a career, how Miami went. Um, so I'll kind of give you some, some up story on that. and. The, the, the amazing thing, because I feel like it's been so long now that I don't actually know what I've discussed and haven't discussed on the podcast. So I'm gonna rewind to kind of Miami time and kind of give you guys an understanding of what actually happened when I was in Miami, um, how I found it, what I got up to, um, and kind of any advice that you guys can kind of take from what I did there. So it's a very simple story. Like I obviously went to go to Miami because I went to go to the Bitcoin conference. I worked out that the time frame in which I was there it actually made more sense for me to be there for the month than it would for two weeks. I'd never been to America before, so I was like, "Do you know what? I'm going to go out there to for the month and go by myself and just like see who I meet, right? See what I get up to, and see the sort of um, the, I guess the fun uh, that is in Miami." At, at the same time, maybe like I'll do some businessy stuff when I'm out there. So I wasn't particularly on holiday. Um, I was still very much aiming to work a working week, um, which worked really well, by the way. Like the time frame distance between um, the UK time and Miami time was amazing. So, 9 a.m. in Miami was 12 o'clock, uh, like lunchtime in the UK, which basically meant when I woke up and started work, all the drama from the beginning of the day had already landed on my desk. And then, when I, if, by 12 o'clock, like in Miami time, people were basically wrapping up their day in the UK, which meant that I could go and kind of uh, chill, meet people, et cetera, in the afternoon in Miami, which is the best time in Miami, to be honest with you. So, um, that all worked out really, really well. And what I found um, kind of uh, on, the, on the kind of premise of it all, what I found was that literally the first day that I got off, when I got off the aeroplane, I went up to this random person, just like asking for directions or whatever. And they spoke back to me in fluent Spanish. And what I didn't realize when I was in Miami, because I did literally no research, is that the normal language in Miami is Spanish. Like Spanish is the core language. It's because a lot of the Latin American community, they go to Miami first and then they kind of discover where they want to go in, in America. And then they kind of like uh, move on from that point. So I didn't realize that most people there were Mexican, Latinas, you know, Spanish, etc., or Spanish language based. Um, which was kind of interesting right as a whole um, but I went to this like random like coffee shop and uh, The first person I saw in there was like talking to the barista saying like, I'm random I'm a bright like, random British guy in America having no idea what the fuck I'm doing um, And there's this like Mexican guy that was stood like behind me He said I've got a pool party tonight like, if you want to come and half of me like random guy in Miami Mexican Knows a random British guy by himself has invited him to a pool party that sounds like a murder waiting to happen um, but when I went there, like, it was amazing. I met some amazing people out there. had a great pool party. And then from that point, I just kept meeting new groups of people. And I was there for, like, 30 days, so, And I honestly believe I was by myself for five. Um, which just meant that I met some amazing people. And, you know, I met people at, for the Bitcoin conference. I met people just, like, traveling through Miami. I met some people who lived in Miami. I met people who were yachties. I met people who were, you know, um, from like, all walks of life, right? It was the most amazing, like, way of discovering different people. And... The biggest thing that I learned, the biggest lesson that I learned is that it's, if you, the best way to travel is by yourself, which sounds really bizarre, but i pretty much like 100% guaranteed you know that if I had traveled there by my, with somebody else, not by myself, I wouldn't have met probably anyone uh, that I met when I was there. And the fact that when you're by yourself, you can make rash decisions pretty pretty quickly and not have any worry was huge for me. So for example, you, know, you, you could meet someone and they'd be like, do you wanna to come to a pool party or do you wanna to come to a yacht party? And if you're with someone else, you could like almost like ask if it's okay to do that. Whereas when you're by yourself, you just say yes, you turn up and you have a great time and you meet other people. And then you can you know, make plans without having to worry about anyone else. You know? So I, I kind of call myself almost the yes man when I was out there you know, in like the film where um, pretty much every single time someone offered me to do something, I would always say yes. I would always be like, yeah, that's fine, I'll crack on with that, I'll, I'll do that. So um, it was amazing for that reason. And like I said, I met some amazing people when I was out there. Um, and now I pretty much know most people from anywhere in America, right? So if I went to America like tomorrow, pretty much doesn't matter which like area, or which state I'd go to, I'd probably know somebody there because I met so many people on my travels um, around Miami, which is amazing. So um, it's got me really into the idea of traveling alone. Um, so what I'm thinking of doing next year is doing the same again for a month, but in Bali. And the reason I want to do it in Bali is because Bali just created a new tax law where it's 0% tax for uh, anybody who moves there as a resident. So um, I'm looking at going out there for a month, seeing what it's like from like a vibe perspective and like if it's possible to move there and live there and how it'd feel. Um, and then if it works from like a tax perspective as well um maybe in the next couple of years three years or so maybe move out there do three months in bali three months uk three months bali three months uk or whatever um and then get the tax benefits of doing that but also um again travel travel by yourself meet new people and have just an amazing amazing uh time um doing that because it was it was fucking fantastic like it was one of the best experiences of my life and i feel like um two things really is that when you've been working like i have i guess and probably some of you guys listen to this podcast like for so long consistency for such a long period of time like you almost have to give yourself a reason to just have a fucking quiet one like it almost feels like you're you're cheating yourself when you have a month where you're relaxing um but the reality is like i've worked non-stop for like nine years ten years eleven years on various different companies and projects so like you know i've I've sacrificed so much in terms of like my own like freedom and my own um sort of ability to do anything like that in the first place for like 10 years and it's almost goes to the point of like at what point do you give yourself a level of freedom where you can actually go and actually enjoy yourself and have some time and that's not to say that i'm not enjoying myself and what i do I, I obviously love what i do but it's more the case of like forcing time away to actually go and recover relax and and uh have a good time really man like there's a very strong kind of thought process in the back of my mind where I'm sitting, sitting there thinking, if at 42 years old I have this level of financial freedom that I think and believe I'm gonna have at that age, I'll be too old to do the things that I wanna do now. So maybe I'll take a few zeros off, maybe I have a, a slightly lower net worth in 12 years time, but if I can enjoy myself now at a higher level than I would, if, if, this, if this makes sense to you, like I think that's a sacrifice worth making. And I've said to many people, like my aim is not to be a billionaire, my aim is not to be a hundred millionaire, Like. I'm really happy where I am right now, and as I've said to you before in this podcast, like if I retired in the position I am now, I would call that a successful career so if that is the answer to what I'm trying to say, if that is the the point line the the punchline to kind of my thesis, which is i'm fucking happy now if I retired, then why wouldn't I go and enjoy myself and and like have that sort of like um, beneficial period of time so that's kind of like my my con my concept is like you know it doesn't really matter too much um if these things knock out some gains, because um, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is like happiness experiences, life, uh, and relationships. So that's kind of what I'm leaning into a lot um, saying yes, experiencing new things, and not being um, locked in based on the career that I've created. Um, because if you, you know, the, you take so many sacrifices to start your businesses, um, give yourself a little something back is kind of my my aim at the moment. And that's kind of like how I'm by my punchline with a lot of things at the moment with business. It's like actually, like you know, I met somebody yesterday who used to, listen, used to watch all my vlogs and stuff, and uh, he said, "How are you getting on?" And I saw you started some new companies. I said, "Yeah, absolutely. We started like eight companies now. We've got you know eight different managing directors running those companies, and everything kind of seems pretty pretty cool. Um, six of them make a profit, two of them don't." Um, and I said, "I was saying to Brad the other day, like, there's probably at some point where we have to like trim the fat, right?" So. If we're getting stress or headache or uh, bullshit, I guess, from something that's not making us a huge amount of money or even if it is making us money, right, but it gives us a bit more mental clarity, like I think that's worthwhile canning, reducing, stopping. Um, because otherwise it takes away the mental capacity and mental capabilities that you have from doing another project. Or let's just say, for example, I had a project that was, that was taking up 10% of my time and it was making 3% of my income. Then you know, that's just a bad that's just a bad investment, and uh, I can then move that that ten percent of time into something like say distract or something like you know unthin or Fletcher Longstaff or whatever, and and give that more of it for more of a kick up the arse. So I'm just trying to I'm kind of at that point now. I'm going to call it realization or something like that, where it's like not everything has to be a hundred hundred meter sprint. Uh or even, or even like a marathon, right? I mean not everything has to be like a, a long, drawn out like plan to make unlimited riches. Like I just feel that this there's this idea that you have to be doing so many things and being lots of plates. Um but yeah, anyway, that's kind of like my summary of all that really. Like it's just kind of like a slight pivot, slight change. The big vision, the big goal, the big like duty plan is still there. Um I'm just kind of alternating how I get there really. Like I don't wanna be sixty-nine and just made a chunk of money and not enjoyed it you know that's kind of my that's kind of a summary on it really and that's kind of where i'm where i'm playing a lot of people have have, have um spoke to me about uh, the bitcoin crash obviously uh i'm a big big bitcoin bull i've uh, been buying consistently like literally all the time uh i bought at sixty nine thousand. i bought during the crash um, and I will continue buying uh, as much as I possibly can. I think it's still the most ridiculously obvious bet of all time. Um, personally, uh, I think it'll be seen as the as, you know, as the boomers got the property, we got the Bitcoin. It's kind of how I see it unrolling uh, on a long-term kind of um, pers- perspective and position. And that's kind of how I that's kind of how I see it anyway. So I'm continuing to, to buy. I think these prices are like twenty thousand, I think nineteen thousand today. It's just unreal, Like it's just unreal uh, in terms of, uh, of of ability to get on, the mar- get on the market, the Bitcoin market. But that's not to tell you to like you know, go and enter your life savings into it. I mean, everyone's going to have completely different situations and different abilities and different uh, net worths and income. I think everyone should be playing it relatively safe. Um, but the good thing, the position I'm in, the real great position I'm in, is that I know my income for the next year, a year ahead of events, um, just because I pay myself basically a year late. Um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of my move on that. Like, I'm not, um, I'm not too concerned by it. You know, a lot of people have asked me how concerned I am. I think if you're holding Bitcoin or Ethereum, you probably do okay. If you're holding anything other than that, you open yourself up to to rug pulls, market capitulations, and and uh, I think you could be you could be seen as unstuck if I'm being honest with you. Um, which is why I don't play in them, them fields, right? It's why I only buy Bitcoin. Like, you know exactly where it stands but the reality is like moving forward into these more difficult times we're kind of going to see some real big opportunities for people who have just got their shit together right the people who have really been able to pull things together during the turbulent times you know i've said time and time and time again that i really believe that you know, downturns are the times people to really kind of accelerate and make real fucking impact right make a real big difference to both their own business and the business community in itself for me i sit here in a very defensive position um because I see the potential opportunities moving forward, right? I see the potential opportunities um, from a standpoint of, you know, back end of next year, I think there's gonna be some real big market opportunities to buy up, as I've discussed. You know, so I'm sitting there with, with some strong companies on the balance sheet. And, I, you know, speaking to like some of the MDs and going, look, you know, we're in a real good position right now. You know, if we do see an opportunity next year where, you know, someone's found it quite hard and they want to exit their business... Because that's a big thing for me, right? If you think about it from a, a real market opportunity standpoint, the way I see it is this. There's two reasons people are going to leave their business. One, because they go bust because they're just crap. Right? Or two, they, they want to get out of it because they've lost the enthusiasm and the energy for running the company. Like You put yourself in a position of um, you know, an MD that uh, you know, has, just, has been 25 years in the game. Yeah, they've been 25 years in the game they dealt with covid and i thought fuck thank god that's over like thank god i've been able to get over that bullshit that is covid and then all of a sudden they've then like lent into this next thing which is fucking a recession and a cost of living crisis uh, inflation uh salary demands increases like all these things are just fucking awful for business owners to try and navigate and if you're like 52 years old and you've done all right the last few years why would you continue with the heartache retire early mate and get out the stress so i think if you're youngish and you have some passion you have some ability there's probably not a bad opportunity for kind of having some cash on the side right now um and have that ability to kind of get involved and and pick up some really good opportunities moving forward um because if you can come out the side of covid and this bullshit we're about to go through with energy enthusiasm and a bit of passion then I think you have a real great chance of taking things to the next level and that's for me That's where I'm sat. I'm sat with with nothing but opportunity being being in front of us and uh, And how we navigate that and how we make a big impact on that is gonna be one thing, but I think that um, We're all gonna be tested right We're will be tested and 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 the ones that, that navigate best the ones that make the, the best impact and um, plan accordingly uh, we'll do okay and that's not for me to say to you guys that you know, if you listen to this podcast fucking you know every single time it came out you would probably be in a good position right now because uh, we you know we've been discussing on this pod like for years now the impending recession that was coming now we got hit with covid thankfully if we prepared accordingly we'd have been okay for that and now we're actually gonna get hit with the real uh, economic impacts. What people don't really understand is this inflation has come from the quantitative easing that happened to try people through COVID in the first place. You're telling me you think you could get free money? You're telling me they could shut the economy and and it would have no impact on the on, on the on the on the economy itself? It was always going to cause inflation. I mean, we've said before on this pod like thirty percent of the dollars ever created were created in the last like two years or whatever it was right so it's just insane levels of economic growth which is why when they're saying there's 10 percent inflation right now it's just bullshit and we all know it it's like 35 percent easily um so it's just about you know understanding the facts in front of us and understanding that you know with the with the with the cards with doubt we can make a real impact so um so that's that's my plan that's my that's my game moving forward is is is, is staring at opportunity uh, looking opportunity in the eye and making sure that we're ready for it because unfortunately if you're coming through to this position now with a low cash position um or maybe very heavily reliant on one one business or something i think that it's gonna be very difficult for you um so i think it's really really crucial that you um you think the best you can uh you stash some cash away i'll be honest with you. i think you would be okay for the next six months i think it's gonna really hurt the next year um I mean, my thesis that I want to be on record to say is I honestly believe that the uh, the Federal Reserve and the American government are going to realize really quickly that the dollar is completely out of control, um, and there's no way to bring back inflation within dollarary sy- system. So I think there's going to be some real big changes in the next decade, which is why I'm so bullish on Bitcoin. Um, and I think that you know if we've sort of play the game. You know the the phrase uh, "Don't fuck with the Fed." um and lean into what the Fed wants you to do is is not a bad not a bad policy in these times. And right now, that policy is holding cash, um and buying up cheap assets in about three to six months. Uh, I think. We'll see. We'll see how it rolls and un- unravels. But I hope you've uh listened to my enjoyed my little uh catch up um with what's gone on over the last um month or few months, whatever it's been. Uh, I'm gonna try and pull together some more uh podcasts moving forward and give you some uh, updates and what's going on in the space and what's currently happening um and go from there really and then uh, from that point uh, potentially uh, get some kind of decent guests on the show and stuff But like I said at the start of this, I'm not going to sit here and try and force it You know, I'm not going to sit and be like, I need to do one every single week I need to maximize the content I I just can't be asked. I'll be honest with you This for me has always been a selfish project About getting kind of like my own journal in words And then if you, any of you guys who listen get value from it Hey Presto, everyone's a fucking winner, right? So uh, that's kind of my uh, output, my belief with this whole system It's just like, talk to a microphone uh, Helps me process and get Um aims and ambitions out and then from that point uh, we can all drive forward and make a real impact so yeah thanks for listening keep smiling uh, keep doing your thing and i'll speak to you guys real soon